The subject matter contained in this presentation is based on biblical principles and designed to give you accurate and authoritative information with regard to the subject matter covered. It is provided with the understanding that neither the presenter nor the broadcaster is engaged to render legal, accounting, or other professional advice. Since your situation is fact-dependent, you may wish to additionally seek the services of an appropriately licensed legal, accounting, real estate, or investment professional. No one can serve two masters. He will either hate the one and love the other, or be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. Therefore I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you shall eat or drink, or about your body, what you will wear. Is not life more than food, and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds in the sky. They do not sow or reap. They gather nothing into barns, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are not you more important than they? Can any of you by worrying add a single moment to your lifespan? Why are you anxious about clothes? Learn from the way the wildflowers grow. They do not work or spin, but I tell you that not even Solomon in all his splendor was clothed like one of them. If God so clothes the grass of the field, which grows today and is thrown into the oven tomorrow, will he not much more provide for you, O oh, you of little faith? So do not worry and say, What are we to eat? Or what shall we drink? Or what are we to wear? All these things the pagans seek. Your heavenly Father knows that you need them all. But seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things will be given you besides. Do not worry about tomorrow. Tomorrow will take care of itself. Sufficient for a day is its own evil. This is Radio Wave Medjinomics with your host, a friend of Medjugorje. As I came in this morning to work at Caritas, there was probably six to eight kids on the shipping ramp. And they're always a delight to see what they come up with in their play. They had two tripods with cheap cameras on them. And they had another two or three of the kids against the stone wall on the shipping ramp. And they were just taking pictures, and then they'd look at the pictures. Your children become who you are. If you're fussing, if you're saying things the wrong way, if you're telling your husband to shut up, if the father's a grouch, that's what the kids become. And one beautiful thing we see here, and what we learn from our lady, is the messages that she's given, is how to understand these things. That when you create a way of life, the children will imitate that way of life. Of course, we take a lot of photography here. The camera's often at the rosaries. We say different events or different constructions or whatever project we're in the middle of because we're doing a visual history of the witness of what a lady established here. And it's a beautiful life. I came in. We got 
I said, go get a camera and start taking pictures from the top third floor of the children. We didn't want them to know we were taking pictures of them taking pictures. But it's a beautiful scene. It just struck me how much they would do what we do. Of course, we have no cell phones. We're not lollygogging around. Our life is one of work and staying very active, but not needless activity, but something of purpose, something that means something. And so we have today our metronomics, and everybody is concerned about their financial future, their security. And indeed, coming in November with the election, many things are at stake. What are you doing with your fortune? How do you handle what it is that you have and your hard assets? But really, the spiritual. J.C. Harris said, you want to double your wealth without gambling or start jobbing? Share it, whether it be material or intellectual. Its rapid increase will amaze you. What would the sun have been had it folded himself up into darkness? Surely he would have gone out. So would Socrates. And it's true, the more you share, the more you receive. You share your life with God. He gives to you abundantly in graces. It doesn't mean wealth, because there's always poverty. And we have the lie that's taking place that that's going to go away. Our lady just told us on September 2nd, 2016, my children, I am revealing to you the only and real truth. And yet we hear all these things speaking untruth, even with appearance of good. In one of a friend of Medjugorje's travels this summer, he picked up a paper that was sitting on the seat next to him, and it showed an advertisement. And the advertisement showed the close-up of a face of an impoverished man, a man whom they called Robert, man living on the streets of, say, New York or L.A. And then the caption reads, We're going to work together to free Robert from poverty. We call this Common Ground, which is the association that is putting this advertisement in the paper. And then it goes on to say, The leaders of the six biggest global communications companies, John Wren, Maurice Levy, Yarnick Bolere, Michael Roth, Tadashi Ishii, and Martin Sorrell have all put their differences aside to try to end poverty in all its forms, everywhere and for everyone. Common Ground is an initiative being launched by these leaders in support of the UN's 17 Sustainable Development Goals designed to help transform our world. The premise is that even fierce rivals can join together and help solve the universal issues affecting the planet. To find out more or to see how you can find your own common ground for the benefit of humanity, visit un.org sustainable development. And at the bottom of the advertisement is the picture of these six men leading the six biggest global communication companies. 
I'm sitting in the Vatican in front of Cardinal Trulio. We're in a meeting on a cyclist that's about to be written about the family. And he tells me there are many good people doing bad things. These may be noble virtues that these men see whether they're putting together a common ground, but it's a lie. It's a twofold lie. First of all, Jesus says you will always have the poor. That's not going to go away. It never will go away because Jesus said it wouldn't. We can say that with facts. So if we start fighting poverty in this way, we're just spinning our wheels. What reveals more about the lie, the second lie, is is sustainable development by the UN. The whole purpose is just the opposite of eliminating poverty, is to use poverty as an excuse, a front, just like Judas did. Oh, but the poor, the poor needed this money instead of pouring the perfume on and the oils on Jesus. And so while these men may think they're noble, they're doing something bad because the UN's agenda with sustainable development is to transfer wealth to third world countries, to the poor. When in fact, it doesn't go to them anyway, because you'll always have the poverty. It's going to go to the people who run this whole show with energy tax credits, if you know anything about that, and I'm not going into that, but it's all a forest. It's all a thing about money, getting people to do good things so somebody else can make money down the road. It's about enriching people. It's in, look what happened while you're sleeping. You need to reread the book now that this is happening because when it's prophetically written to you, you don't understand that until it actually happens and then you say, oh, now I get it. So we're going to do something for the common good and transform our world without Jesus Christ, without the Virgin Mary's messages. See, Satan will offer something to make you do good that may be even pleasing to your palate. And look, us, we're rivals. The six rivals are getting together with our gigantic corporations and we'll go do something good. We will eradicate poverty. Make me laugh. It's never going to happen. And these good intentions misguided through the lack of prayer and guided mostly by perhaps ego are really with the goodness inside of their hearts, is misguided. The church is sick. We don't know the direction, and we're seeking something we think is good, all the while it's bad. Dante said, the human race is in the best condition when it has the greatest degree of liberty. That may be the case. Actually, it's not maybe the case. It is the case. Because when liberty is most abundant, it's when man is most in union with God. In other words, if he's living moral, if he's following the scriptures, he's doing that, he will experience liberty to the degree that he lives the biblical principles. And so that's why we want to be patriotic to our nation. That's why we're looking at this November election real carefully. Not because who's elected so much, but that we come there and yearn and cry out to God in repentance, that we change our life, we become holy, that we might get a leader that God can use in such a way 
to bring us more liberty. It won't come through him. It will come through our living the way of life. Those principles, that's biblical. That gives liberty. The more you live that, the more liberty you have. The Israelites were enslaved. Why? Sinful. 400 years they cried out. Finally, they got their act together. God showed them who he was through miracles. He delivered them, and they received liberty. And then they were encuffed again in the desert for 40 years until they were purified. That brought liberty. They got the promised land. Then they had to fight for it. God's way is not an easy way. It's not just signing a checkbook and saying, we're going to eliminate poverty. It's you living what you're supposed to be living. To do God's will is to experience liberty in his greatest. No matter what your circumstances are, they could be good or bad, you can experience liberty on both situations happening. Edwin Markham said, For all your days, prepare to meet them alike. When you are the anvil, bear it. When you are the hammer, strike. So you'll be able to have the days that you can act, the days that you're going to get beat up on. Either way, no matter your circumstances, good or bad, you can experience liberty no matter what the circumstances are. All you have to do is follow the will of God. Fall is just facing us. We start feeling now at 5 a.m. prayer a little bit of the, the sense in the air. And to me, it's the most exciting part of the year. It's beginning toward Christmas. It's coming to the seasons where we'll be inside. And one of the most exciting things to me is could be most the mundane seems of other people, but they don't have it or they don't experience it. And so they don't have the ability to, to know the reality of it, of the joy it brings. In the book, The Heart's Haven, I just read something that was real interesting. It says, civilization had its beginnings around the open fire. Here at its warmth gathered the family group to find safety, comfort, and companionship. Trace the origin of our word fireplace, and you will find it definitely related to the Latin word focus. When I read that, fireplace, I never stopped long enough all these years to think about fireplace. It's a place where there's fire, fireplace. But this Latin word meaning focus is something very interesting. It goes on and says, There is the explanation of what home has always meant. For home is the center of life. No mere residence of the body, but the axis of the heart. The place where affections develop themselves, where children love and learn, and where two toil together to make life a blessing. To picture in a word the depths of want, we say of a man that he is homeless. True, life is a journey, and we are all on that pilgrimage. But when the distance has lost its enchantment, and the door of adventure has cooled, when danger has been bravely faced, and wonder sated, hearts long for the resting place 
and find in the ruddy glows of the hearth fire the charm of the skies that hollows life and gives refuge to a man's tired soul. To me, fall goes towards Saturday and winter is Sunday. It's a time of rest. We still work, we're still active, but it's a beautiful time to sit around the fire. And I see Far wrote that everybody needs to throw the television out and make a whole wall a fireplace. And I write in there, not just a cheap one, a real fireplace, a place where you cut and labor through the summertime and even in the spring to cut the firewood and then have it for that. You can pray the rosaries there. It's very, our life moment is spent mostly in front of the fireplace. In fact, the grandchildren live out of town. When they come here in June, they say, can you light a fire? Fire is important. Civilization had its beginnings around the open fire. I wrote also when I see far that there's been, I think, two million nights of fires. You think since the beginning of civilization 10,000 years ago, that it would be far more nights of fire. But every night, what did people do? They cooked and everything and all the activities around the fire. It's a beautiful moment. It is these moments of life, of children, of two people toiling together to make a life a blessing, that this writing, The Heart's Haven, reminded me of a letter I wrote to my wife, Mother's Day, 2015. What I wrote to her was about our family and how we've grown to grandchildren and what that stage in life brings to us. Dear Annette, they are two. They become one. They have more. Those fly away. They find another one to be one. They come back with more fluttering around. The flock splits into ones. They fly away. Life cycles. Those who build away a life in love and prayer are a positive influence on all future life cycles who are begotten by those two made one and whose offspring are encountered. To have purpose is to have a fulfilled life. That life cycle will live in one's life cycle to the next because they will have lived in the hearts they leave behind. Our life, our marriage, has meaning to many in the future through us and the flock we've raised, and those who share our walk here, who are the continuators of what God has shown our family to be. This means my love for you is all the more greater, not just an inlet to receive, but also an outlet flowing out the love we have to our children, our children's children, and all who we and they come to encounter. It was a lady who said, I have use of your family. We are a gift to each other, to others. My love for you is boundless. Thank you for being mother, wife, and helpmate. I'll love you into eternity. I shared this with you for those who are listening. Because to 
Love into eternity is what gives our lives meaning. Alay said October 2nd, 2006, I am coming to you in this time to direct the call to eternity to you. This is the call of love. People who love have meaning in their life. Our Lady's call for us is to focus on her son. And she said on March 2nd, 2008, May he, Jesus, be the meaning of your life. This will give us purpose. As the writing stated, trace the origin of the word fireplace and you'll find it definitely related to the word in Latin focus. The explanation of what home has always meant for home is the center of life, the axis of the heart. If there's anything we need to do today, it is to focus. Focus on what? On what a lady said, I am revealing to you the only and real truth. We will not eliminate poverty. We're not going to change any things without God. We can't minus Christ out and the good deeds that we do because then they're no good. It's just something of the world. Because in this advertisement, the bottom of it said, working for a better world. We can't do things just on a human level. It's only with Christ. Our Lady says your only future is with Christ, and there's no other. Frank? Well, I mean, it's uh, real important to understand that the Founding Fathers have warned us about banking systems taking over the financial system. And as, as we move further along, I read today, and I don't know if you can verify it or not, but somebody wrote that Mariana said that the lady's told her a lot of things that she can't reveal yet, but she will say that these things are underway. And I think that as we get closer to this election cycle, it's more important than ever to get out of what we would call toxic assets, the things that we were warned about, that if banking systems took over the issuance of currency, and they did that with the Federal Reserve Act, first by inflation, then by deflation, they would, you'd find your children homeless in the land that your fathers fought to conquer. And so we've been warned about these things. These are not safe things, the traditional things that we've invested in. And I think now more than ever, people should be thinking about getting the things that they've worked for into real things. If they can pay off debt with those things, that makes a tremendous amount of sense. If they have that taken care of, they should call us, and we can get you into an asset that's the most undervalued asset, the miraculous metal Medjugorje round, is also for conversion. So risk-reward is the opposite of the paper market. Silver will never go to zero, and you'll always have something. And then when you need that money, it's there, and you can convert it back into whatever currency we're using at the time and buy land or whatever you need to buy with it. Frank, your contact information? To reach us to talk about these things, you can call us toll-free, 877-936-7686. You can reach us online at globalsilverinvestors at yahoo.com, and our website is globalsilverinvestors.com. To survive today in the world that Ali's wanting to build, which is a new way of life in a new time, you have to build physical 
environmental things around you. In other words, your environment should reflect the way of life. A fireplace is something beautiful that can't be expressed until you've enjoyed those memories and pleasures that come through it and around it and resting. The heart's haven, of which I just read from, states, it gives refuge to man's tired souls. And that's where we are. We have no purpose except to go to work. We're spinning the clogs of the culture that drives it and tells us what to do. We're not based in real truth and only truth, which is Christ and his biblical principles. Carlisle said, efficiency, and we don't have that today. We think we do. But he says that nothing is more terrible than activity without insight. Our society today is going through and toiling and moving at such a pace in activity, but without insight. He continues and says, the tragedy of life is not hardship, labor, suffering, but rather meaninglessness and emptiness, effort without objective. Do you want to go through the life without objective, with no meaning when you wake up? And we have people that half the nation is not even working. Actually, it's 93 million people are not working. And they're subsidized and doing nothing by the government. This is not helping these people. This is not eradicating poverty. Hunger eradicates poverty. In most ways where there's a system, you can do something. And there's plenty of things you can do for yourself instead of relying on the government. Carlisle continues, the fever-wracked man who aimlessly passes through the motions of his accustomed daily conduct is a pitiful object. How much more so those whose daily conduct is merely the expression of the fever of life? That's where we are today. That's who we've become. Even those who are working and active. Carlisle continues, only the man whose activity is directed by a great purpose, can be fundamentally happy. This is our lady. This is our call. She wants you to have a fundamental purpose. And that purpose will make you fundamentally happy. He says, life easily degenerates into the mere dance of death unless it is intelligently directed. Behind the expenditures of the precious energy of life, there must be the highest degree of wisdom. Otherwise, that energy which can never be recaptured is wasted. And so that's why Dante said, the human race is in the best condition when it has the greatest degree of liberty. That's directly tied to the way you live. And because we don't have liberty and we're losing it, it's because of the way we live. Ponder these things. Ponder especially the message we just got through Mariana for us, the 2nd of September, where our lady said, My children, my son is looking at you. Pray that you also may see his face, and it may be revealed to you. My children, I am revealing to you the only and real truth. Your life lived only for him, only for her, 
Only for God the Father will deliver you to truth. We wish you, Our Lady. We love you. Goodbye. The subject matter contained in this presentation is based on biblical principles and designed to give you accurate and authoritative information with regard to the subject matter covered. It is provided with the understanding that neither the presenter nor the broadcaster is engaged to render legal, accounting, or other professional advice. Since your situation is fact-dependent, you may wish to additionally seek the services of an appropriately licensed legal, accounting, real estate, or investment professional. This ends the Metronomic Show with a friend of Metrigoria. To order this show on CD, you can contact Caritas in the U.S. at 205-672-2000. Again, 205-672-2000.